And so the prayer of illumination will give you thanks, God. Thanks for the sacred story, for your abundant love, and for the stories that tell about all the love that is there, the pardon that is there, and when we need it, the comfort that is there. Take our thoughts now and our visions to new heights. Amen. And now the readings. Scripture reading today is the words of the prophet Jeremiah, uh, chapter eight, uh, 18 to uh, chapter 9, verse 1. My joy is gone, grief is upon me, my heart is sick. Hark the cry of my poor people from far and wide in the land. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king not in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their images, with their foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of my poor people, I am hurt. I mourn, and dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? Oh, that my head were a spring of water, and my eyes a fountain of tears, so that I might weep day and night for the slain of my poor people. Gospel reading be uh, Matthew, uh, chapter 26, verses 6 to 13. Now, while Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when the disciples saw it, they were angry and said, Why this waste? For this ointment could have been sold for a large sum, and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. By pouring this ointment on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. And first, a prayer. God, give us a clear vision of the truth faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. Amen. The title of this sermon today was going to be What the Church Needs Most, stemming from something that I was reading last week, and I thought that would be a good message for you here at St. Andrews. But as I kept on reading, I realized that it wasn't zeroing in on this particular congregation. It was talking about what the church needs. And it began by saying uh, that the church needs good music. Well, that's what I've been hearing so far. That's what I've been hearing already. And 
from working with your organist. We've had more than a more than a handful of funerals over the past years. I concluded that there was no need for bombarding you on the need uh, for good music because you already have it. A good preaching, well, it's been a long-standing tradition. In fact, I'm humbled to be a small part of that tradition. And did you know that around 50 years ago, I stood at the pulpit of another St. Andrews, St. Andrews Presbyterian Church in downtown Moncton, and conducted a month of services while another Blakey, Lawrence, Doug's father, was on vacation. So continuing the list of the church needing good administration, well, I don't know a lot about it here, but if the professionally done bulletins are any indication, I would say the administration here <coughs> is in good hands. And I know you've been having meetings, and uh, uh, lots of meetings can bespeak of efficient administration as well. Now, one of the Maybe the last thing that was listed was good members. Well, you have many, according to my first impressions. Of course, any church could benefit from more committed members. In other words, I felt that I might be offending you if I kept on agonizing about what you already have, what you already are. So when I kept on thinking about this church, about what this church might need, this came to mind, hence my title, Lord, just a little comfort, please. You are in a period of transition, or I might say transition plus. All the more reason for concluding that perhaps a word of comfort would be timely. Perhaps a word of comfort is what you need from time to time. Which brings me to today's reading from the book of Jeremiah, a reading that the choir anthem was all about. Whatever the author of Jeremiah might have had in mind, these words certainly could apply. Is there no balm in Gilead? Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? And I want you to see the gospel reading as a metaphor of what is provided for you, the oil of comfort and healing, the balm of Gilead. That was described as a high quality ointment with healing properties that comes from a plant found in the Middle East. Yes, 
for you personally because we all have our own issues and concerns and burdens and thanksgivings, but also for you as a, a church in general. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded spirit whole, to save a sin-sick soul. Now you've been prescribed the comfort. Now just a word about your mission, and it's a very brief word. The mission I've described in three words, preaching, healing, and saving. Very briefly, preaching to tell the people that there is a life that will fill their lives with meaning and power. Healing, well, that's what happens when the divine life touches a human life at some of its sore points. A burden is lifted. A sorrow is shared. A new lease on life can come. That's what healing is. And saving, put into one sentence, salvation is the result of the preaching and the healing. So now I come to the real word of comfort, something that comes from a greater mind than mine. And as, as I read these words from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, reading from the King James Version, as I read them, if you have sung or heard the Messiah. Perhaps you can hear in your imagination the music from Messiah as I read, Comfort ye. Comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. 
But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So as you have waited on the Lord, you are more likely, more than likely to find that you have the strength to walk step by step, day by day, and not faint. Thanks be to God. That is a word for you to think of today.